Alright, welcome back to Magic with Kay. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about herbs. And not the, the magical marijuana herb, but herbs in general. Herbs marijuana in general. is an herb, but... It is. Um, and it does have a long and storied history in um, the occult yep. and underground movements. And does have both medicinal and magical properties. But, um, we are going to be talking about all yeah. herbs, basically. But unfortunately, it is not legal in most of the United States. Yeah. It's very sad. Right now. Right now. It'll change. Hopefully. But, anyway, so, we're going to talk about uh, some of the major ones we use, and probably just some fun ones that are out there as well. If you do have a good herb shop around, that's a benefit, huge benefit. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can find them in... Some herbs, obviously, you can find just the local supermarket. That's true as well. Uh -huh. They won't be, usually, you won't find some of the fresh stuff. You'll find them yeah. already packaged up for you, ground up, stuff like that, which means that you don't necessarily get some of the full effects as if you bring them home and put them in the mortar and, yeah. you know, grind them up yourself. Well, I mean, some of the herbs that I use, so here where we live, there are a couple of herb shops mm -hmm. one that is um an occultish type shop that just happens to have some herb an yeah. herbal selection um another one is a full-on herbalist shop um and they have almost everything i think there's only ever been one herb i've needed that they have not been able to procure for me yeah um but also uh i also try to harvest as much myself as i can yeah yeah, growing them yourself is also a good way to go as well, because then, you know, gardening's always fun to me anyway, so there is that. Yep. But growing your own, you get to put your own energy, your own time into it, that helps as well, because yep. it comes back to you. Well, and, and not to uh, discount the fact that a good amount of herbs can be found growing wild. That's true, too. Yep. Yep, that uh, is true as well. You know, um, one of my favorite... Um, roots to use in some tonics and some magical workings is dandelion root. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can find that pretty much everywhere. You can find it in a lot of places, and it's a weed, so people are usually pretty happy if I show up in their yard and uh, pull their <laughs> dandelions up by the root. Yeah, um, and normally it's one of those, yeah, you can find it pretty much anywhere. So if you go for a walk out in the woods, you can find it growing out there sometimes find a nice clearing or something because it spreads everywhere and as long as they're not spraying it so a couple things i wanted to talk about while we're talking about herbs um you know we, we talked about ways to source it so you can harvest it yourself either by growing it yourself or by um, finding it naturally growing um you can purchase it um from an herb shop it's usually already dried and um, preserved in some way. Uh, you can get some herbs from the grocery store. You know, um, I can get fresh sage at the grocery store. I can get right. fresh basil at the grocery store. Yeah. Um, I can also get dried sage and basil at the grocery store. Sure. Um, you know, you can also order some online. So the one herb that I use a lot in my practice that our local herb shop is not able to supply me, I have to get sent in online because I am originally from um, the Gulf Coast, I'm originally from Louisiana, 
and uh, a herb that I use in my practice a lot is Spanish moss. Oh yeah. And you, it, it does not grow where we live. Nope. It does not, and um, it is a very uncommon herb to be used in uh, magical workings. There's right. really very little medicinal use to it. Um, yeah. It can be used topically to help staunch blood flow, but even still, there are better herbs and better non-herbal <laughs> ways to use it. So it doesn't have much medicinal use. So most people just don't carry it, right. um, and I have to have it sent in. So I actually uh, I call a friend or family member who lives in Louisiana, and I ask them to go and pull some off a tree, put it in a Ziploc bag, and mail it to me. Um, but for those who are not fortunate enough to have an herbal shop near them, um, or who are trying to find some more obscure herbs, that is uh, one way to get herbs is uh, there's a lot of online suppliers. Um, one thing I have uh, done is I have needed fenugreek, which is mm. a um, mm -hmm. herb uh, that I, ideally I would use the you know the um, the dried form of it, just uh, the non-powdered form of it, but I could not find it anywhere near me. But you know what Walmart had? They had fenugreek capsules. Ah, okay. And I was able to decapsule oh, yeah. my Greek and use it that way. Yeah, I can see that. That's, wow. that's another way to do it is to try and find it that way as well. Uh, so yeah. we've got a couple of books here yeah. uh, that we can recommend as well. Yes, I do have several books on, herb, on herbs, um, medicinal and magical uses, and we will go through that. Um, another thing I really wanted to talk about in the beginning of this is the parts of the herb. Oh, that yeah. you use. Yeah. Um, so when you are talking about an herbal remedy, um, both for medicinal or magical uses, we need to be very careful about what part of it we're using. Yes. Um, there are herbs where the root is perfectly edible, but the leaf is toxic. Absolutely. And vice versa. Yep. Um, and also, you know, the re you use the root of the dandelion for one use, you use the leaves for a different use, you use the flowers for a different use, and the seeds for yet another reason. So we need to talk about the different parts of herbs. Right. So we do have roots, both regular roots and tubers. Mm -hmm. um, these are pretty obvious. It's going to be what's in the ground. You're going to have to dig for it. Um, we have the stems and leaves. Yeah. Um, you also have the flowers and the fruit or seeds. Mm -hmm. So depending on the plant, you might use some or all of the parts. Um, and you might use, even if you use all the parts, you might use them for different things. Right. And so for... it's important to be able to identify what part you're using. Um, one of the problems some people have is they'll look at um, dried herbs that they've gotten from a supplier and they don't know what part of the plant that came from. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd love to tell you, well, this is how you can tell, but the truth of the matter is it, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. it, it, um, if you look at willow, okay, <laughs> white willow is an herb I use for medicinal purposes all the time. Um, it's an excellent pain reliever. It's also a blood thinner. Right. Um, why? Because it is literally the natural source of aspirin. Yeah. It is literally, 
is my best example of how magic is science. Because for thousands of years, witches would give you the, a tea made from the bark of a willow tree right. to cure your pain. Mm -hmm. And it was a potion that worked. And then we figured out, because there's aspirin in it. Yeah. Though for anyone who does want to use willow bark for pain, it is very bitter. I highly recommend cutting it with peppermint. Right. I plus, used it 50-50 with peppermint in my teeth. Plus, don't use too much. Don't use That's too much. That's the other one. Mm -hmm. uh, it will become, just like aspirin can, yes. it can become a real problem if you take too much aspirin. Exactly. So same thing. Now, the one I was going to point out to everybody that's a really easy example of, for instance, like eating fruit, right? Mm -hmm. So an apple. We eat an apple, but you don't eat the seeds. Yes. Now, why don't you eat the seeds? Because there's cyanide in them. There you go. So, same type of deal. And that's just an easy example for everybody. Yeah. Um, another good one is, um, so if you're looking at willow bark that you bought, mm -hmm. and then you're looking at, say, valerian that you bought, they right. do look very similar in the jar. Yeah. Like, you can tell that they're different things. Like, they're, you're not going to confuse one for the other. But it's kind of hard to tell what part of the plant it is unless you know. And I know that that valerian is root. Right. And I know that that willow bark is bark. Yeah. Um, so you you have to, time and experience will help you figure out if you're looking at a leaf or a bark or a root or a flower. Um, there are some rules of thumb, but they're not great. In general, if it's green, it's probably a leaf. In general, if it's brown, it's probably a bark or a root. In general, yeah. if it's colorful, it's probably a flower. But these are, in general, right. there are green barks, there are brown leaves, there are brown flowers, there are red leaves. Right. And so, therefore, for your own safety, I usually tell everybody to label everything. Oh, yeah. So, make sure... Yeah, Daniel's been to my house and, and seen <laughs> my herb... Uh, collection yep. and I use that label maker. Yep, and it that way it keeps you, even if you're experienced with it and you know, okay, this is what it is, it still allows you when you grab it to look at it and go, okay, yeah, I've got the right thing in my hand. Well, you know, the, the example of valerian versus willow bark, you're not going to confuse one for the other, but I've got peppermint and mm -hmm. basil and multiple different green leafy herbs right. in jars and peppermint basil are bad examples because you can smell them but there are plenty <laughs> of different green leafy herbs in jars I have it's hard to tell what those are You're right they're all just green leaves right and so without a knowledge of what you're doing exactly it, so as a very experienced well-practiced herbalist I label everything Right. Um, and I, if I, it doesn't have a label, I assume it's poison. Right. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's a good rule of thumb. If you don't know what it is, assume it will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, we were talking last week that I had made bread for llamas. Right. Um, one of the things I did with my bread is I added herbs on it. Yeah. So I sprinkled lavender. Okay. Um, red and white clover. So okay. the lavender and red clover I got from my herbal supplier. Mm -hmm. The white clover I harvested from my own front yard. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, so getting into this and talking about, you know, doing all the different things with the herbs, 
and what we're sometimes using them for. It's one of those, the other part is just like with that, with the llamas, right? So if you know, just like for instance using basil, right? Basil is mm -hmm. a great example. Basil's so an example. it's one of those, you can use basil to flavor a bunch of different things, and therefore it's one of those, it has the use of just being nice to use. Mm -hmm. So not everything that you find is necessarily going to be okay. I only have to use this in my in, in magical practice. Now that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, it's just like avocados. She just turned to a page here, and one of them had. I oh, love yeah. eating avocados. Yeah. I don't necessarily use avocados when <laughs> I'm doing anything magical. Yeah. But I enjoy eating them. They're great. They taste amazing to me. Yeah. But once again, there are magical uses for it. Bay leaves. Yeah. Bay leaves are. Are another great thing. So, and basil can be used for love, exorcism, wealth, uh, mm -hmm. protection. Um, let's find another one. Grapes. Oh, grapes yeah. are excellent. Um, depending on if you're using the grape leaf mm -hmm. versus the grape fruit. Mm -hmm. um, fertility, um, garden magic, powers, money. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the money thing goes to the fact that you have bunches of bunches of leaves on a, on a natural grapevine, but also the fact that they cluster all together, the fruit does, and therefore it tends to bring up feelings of, okay, you know, having large amounts of cash in hand and different things like that. Yeah, it, it's the reason, for instance, go to cabbage. I guarantee you that's one of the reasons we use that as a term, especially in the English language, for money, is because if you got a lot of cabbage, got a lot of green, got Luck. some money. Right. So it bring luck usually. If you're lucky, mm -hmm. then you know you'll be good at like gambling and also attracting mm -hmm. opportunities for money, stuff like that. But so for instance, like my uh, the, some of the stuff that I use for uh, incense, like I've got of course you know sandalwood, I've got frankincense. I've also got some cinnamon. Do that. Do vanilla as mm -hmm. well. Those are all nice ones. You know, not only do they smell good, but it's several spirits enjoy them as well. Yeah. Um, that's another reason to get into the herbology. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the different ways you're going to use herbs. Mm -hmm. So um, my kids have spent their entire life coming home, you know, I've got a headache, I've got a tummy ache, <laughs> I don't feel good, and having a tea shoved in their face. Yeah. Um, Teas are an excellent way of taking herbs orally. Again, you have to make sure that you are being very safe with these. Right. Um, and uh, for those who don't know, a tea, you take the herbs, you put them in a tea bag or a tea ball, you pour boiling water over them, um, away from the heat source. So you've boiled the water and you've removed it from the heat source, you pour it over it, um, you let it steep for five to six minutes and you remove the organic matter from it. Um, remove the tea ball or the tea bag, um, and then drink. Um, now, depending on what you're doing, it can be kind of bitter. So um, I like to add lemon juice or honey, honey and yeah. ice because just because it has to be hot when it's made doesn't mean it always has to be hot when you drink it. Right. Don't burn yourself. Um, this is a little different from a decoction. A decoction <laughs> is a way of making a more potent and stronger liquid. Um, and in that case, you add the organic matter, again, usually in a tea bag or a tea ball or something, to the water and boil the water with that in there. Right. Um, 
is going to make a very concentrated um, item. Um, and some herbs do well that way, some don't. Right. It's going to depend. Um, you can introduce it into your food, like when I bake the bread, put it on the bread. You can add it to soups or okay. any other items you're eating. Um, another good way to use herbs is to make salves and ointments, yep. in which case you're going to take the herb and you're going to let it um, sit in an oil, a carrier oil. I like to use either sunflower oil, safflower oil, or um, canola oil because I'm southern. Um, hey, it's a good one. Or it olive is. oil works as well. Um, I just think olive oil has a very strong smell and taste, so mm -hmm. I like to use a lighter oil. And you're going to leave it in there in a uh, dark, cool place for about a month, and then you'll strain the organic matter out of it. Um, now you've got an infused oil, and you can use it as is, or if you want to make a salve, what you're going to do is you're going to mix that with um, beeswax. Mm -hmm. You'll melt the beeswax, you'll mix it together um, until it's to a consistency you're comfortable with. Um, a lot of herbs that are good for topical uses do really well there. Um, I have uh, some healing cells I use, um, some for insect bites, some for sunburns, some for scrapes and cuts. Yeah, that would some be... Some for medicinal, some for magical uses. That would be a, a great point for the fact that, for instance, if you get a sunburn, usually what does everybody tell you to put on it? Aloe vera. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where they figured that out was a lot of this that we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then there's always um, burning them. Um, oh, yeah. Remember, there are several herbs that it is dangerous to burn and inhale the smell. Correct. So be careful. But you can mix the herbs with um, resins to make an incense. Uh -huh. Um, you can also just burn the herbs as they are. If you're going to do it, I recommend using a um, self-lighting charcoal Right. circle right. and putting it on that um, and there's plenty of information online on how to properly use those charcoal circles um, or uh, if you've got a good bonfire going throw it in that you can the, I have definitely had a good Yule bonfire and thrown Yule yeah. incense in there and had, it was great and once again as, as stated some of them become toxic so if you're using them in practice make sure you're doing this outside normally because then that way you can be far enough away to where you toss it in, you move back, the spirits or whatever you're working with, they are able to absorb that, whereas you don't, because if you do, then you'll be, you'll be joining them. Um, and uh, obviously remember, um, when using herbs, some herbs come from plants that are in danger. Right. Okay? Some herbs are sacred to some groups and are not meant for other groups to use it. Um, the common one that's talked about is white sage. Yes. I think it's very important to distinguish between sage and white sage. Mm -hmm. White sage is native to the continental United States mm -hmm. and it is sacred to Native Americans Correct. and it is in danger. Right. Sage is an herb from Europe. Right. It is not sacred to Native Americans, though it is often using European-based magics yep. um, and foods. Um, it's not endangered. It's easy to grow yourself. You can buy it at the grocery store. Yep. So, we, so, you know, that's my obligatory just use European sage. 
Right, and, what, and that's what I use normally for all kinds of stuff, you know, smudgings, uh, cleansings a lot of times. Uh, I've actually yeah, taken it with me, like when we've gone and done uh, ghost hunts, when we've mm-hmm. potentially going to encounter something that might be more mm, evil, you know, because it does, it works well. But yeah, I don't, <laughs> there is no white sage going on because, yeah, it's, I'm not Native American, so I don't use it. But yeah, I use a, I use sage quite a bit. Uh, I've actually got some sage that has uh, dragon's blood. And, you know, it's coated in that. Um, those are those are if I need a you know a one-two combo hit. Basically, what that's for. So um, when we're talking about teas, which is the number one way I use herbs, mm-hmm. um, as I promise you, my kid's gonna test. I have a book called um, The Good Living Guide to Medicinal Tea um, by Jennifer Brown. It is an excellent book about how to use teas, how to brew them, how to mix different herbs together. Um, I highly, highly recommend this book. I've gotten multiple recipes from it, um, as well as a lot of just genuinely good information about, you know, what different herbs are going to do in different teas. So what's your favorite one? Uh, <laughs> While she finds that, I'll tell you that, of course, I have a bunch of teas as well. And I like using one that's uh, called, it's kind of a, it's a good night tea type of thing. And it will help you, if you're having any type of problems falling asleep, it usually will help out quite a bit with that. I get it from our local place here that already has that blended together for me yeah. so that's always nice so this one's a good one it's a hyperactivity tea um and i've used it on myself and my uh, son who has adhd and while i am by no means suggesting that anyone go off their medication i find that i like a two-pronged approach western medicine and magic and yeah, we've talked about that before um so this one is lemon balm leaf spearmint leaf and it just helps kind of pull a little bit of that extra energy out um so which once again if you're if you're having any type of doubt as to what some of them do or if you don't know if you might be allergic to anything once again don't go full bore and drink you know a whole cup of this stuff take a sip wait see what happens and then drink some more it's just like for instance if you're out collecting stuff and you don't know if you're allergic to let's say the leaves of this plant touch it with your fingers or a finger and see what happens wait and see what happens to your finger if your finger starts swelling up or itching real bad or something like that you might be allergic to it don't touch it. <laughs> get some gloves, get whatever, get somebody else to do it for you. Once again, safety tips, right? Always, always, always use your common sense. I know at this point, it's, you know, for a lot of people in this era, it seems to be a superpower, but please use your common sense, especially with this stuff. Because like she said, you might, if you're, if you're going to ingest it, then you definitely, one, need to know what you're doing, and two, yeah, take the time to find out. And if you do have allergies, there are alternatives usually oh, yeah. for most things. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's the other thing, okay? So here, this one is a section on nausea. So it has a, a recipe for tea, ginger root and peppermint leaf. Both of those are excellent for nausea. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason. Ginger ale. Yeah. yeah, ginger. Um, but it also says, here are some other herbs that are good for, for nausea. Anise. Um, you're going to use the star seed pods. Um, uh, if you don't like black licorice, do not use anise. Right. I don't like black licorice. I so love black licorice. Yeah. The black jelly beans are my favorite, so I use it often. Ginger, peppermint, spearmint. Right. So it also, it, it's got several alternatives so that if the recipe they give you isn't something that's going to work for you, either you know you're not going to be able to stomach it because you don't like the taste, or there's something you have a sensitivity to or something, mm -hmm. here are some other alternatives. Right. That is why I love this book. Another excellent book. Um, this one gets touted all the time. It <laughs> is an amazing book. It is a great book. Um, it is Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Yep. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is an encyclopedia of magical herbs. It has all the herbs alphabetical. Um, each herb will also has, you know, what its Latin, what its scientific Latin name is, um, its given name, some other folk names, information about um, its different, yeah, magical correspondences, its mm -hmm. magical uses, and if it has medicinal uses, it has that as well. And what I love about it is that every entry has a drawing of what you're looking for. Right. Because I can tell you to use yarrow root for something all day long, <laughs> but if you don't know what to look for, right? how did that help you? Right. Um, and it is, it's alphabetical with um, an, an appendix at the back that does have it, um, to, uh, an index in the back that does tell you how to find other things if you're say, looking for something specifically for luck. Right. You know. I also have several books on um, magic, witchcraft, um, herbal witchcraft. Um, I have an herbal cookbook, mm -hmm. which, uh, again, I love. My son is a huge cooker. Um, he wants to be a chef when he grows up. He loves to cook. Um, and I, the woman who taught me to be an herbalist, who I will love for the rest of my days, excellent and a great mentor, she always said, you need to eat your medicine. Right. Yep. Your food should be your medicine. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. uh, again, no one here is recommending anyone go against doctor's recommendations. No. Um, furthermore, <laughs> if you are using herbs for medicinal or magical uses and you are intaking them orally, smoking them, if you're inhaling them, consuming them, or uh, using them topically, you need to let your doctor know what you're doing. Um, even if it's perfectly safe, there may be an interaction with a medication right. that you don't know about. Right, because after all, we all do, at some point, we all get sick, right? Mm -hmm. And we and you get sick and you need to go to the doctor. Well, if they're giving you some antibiotic, yeah. it's And once again, you don't have to tell the doctor that, hey, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm smearing, I'll use an example, I'm smearing avocados all over my body, you know, in an effort, you know, but you don't have to tell him all that, okay, or her. All you have to do is, you have to say, hey, I 
uh, I like to light incense. There you go. That's always a good one, right? Because a lot of people like incense anyways. So, hey, I like this incense. Would that have any reaction if I'm inhaling that smoke yeah. and I'm taking this antibiotic? Is it going to make the antibiotic less effective? Yeah. Is there a potential that, you know, my liver is going to shut down? You know, all those different things. So, you know, and, and I also find in general doctors are not there to judge you. No. Um, they need this information for their for your safety. Correct. Um, so, you know, in that instance, I would say, hey, look, I use avocado topically. Right. There you go. Or honey. Honey's a good one. Or, yeah. Right. Honey's I, a good one. I consume honey. Um, just like if your doctor, just like your doctor needs to know what other things are in your diet. Right. They, they need to know about any herbs you're using. Again, for both medicinal and magical uses. There you go. That's a perfect example. So, for most docs will ask you if you're taking a multivitamin. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, who knows? That multivitamin might interact with whatever they're about to give you. So, they need to know that. Same thing. Just let them know. Um, and the last book I want to talk about is The New Choices in Natural Healing. It is, um, it's an oldie but a goodie. Mm -hmm. um, and as you can tell, mine is uh, a well-loved copy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but one of the, er but both of the herbal shops in our town have this book. Right. Um, and so uh, it is an excellent uh, book and it talks about different um natural healing methods in addition to herbalism, um, juice healing, um, acupuncture, massage, those sorts of things. So it is also an excellent resource for um, herbs and medicinal uses. Um, so now that we've thrown a ton of academic information at you, let's talk about some of our favorite herbs. Right. So I use uh, angel root. I'm sure that doesn't surprise anybody. Yep. I use angel root quite a bit uh, in what I, what I do. And along with using like some of the ones that I just listed, and I also use, and we talked about this before, I use tobacco mm -hmm. quite a bit. And not only do I enjoy like a, a good cigar every now and again, but it's one of those, it's very good for communing with certain spirits. Certain spirits enjoy tobacco, mm -hmm. and therefore it makes it easy for me. The angel root is another one that makes it easier to communicate sometimes with the other side, along with, I will say, along with cinnamon. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon seems to be a great one for anybody that doesn't know. Cinnamon's great yeah. for cleansing. It, it can be. It also attracts very positive spirits. They seem to really enjoy that too because, once again, they don't like the negativity either, so they, they tend to enjoy that. Vanilla. Vanilla is one that it seems to be a very, very much a first scent for most people. Why? Because usually mother's milk, right? Yeah. Well, and vanilla is, you know, we live in a, a, a very luxurious world. I right. Think, in a very real way. Um, and vanilla for so long was luxury. So, like, the vanilla bean is from a, um, yeah. comes from um, an orchid flower. They are hard to produce, and yet we live in this sort of world where it's become very common. I, I always laugh as, you know, two, three hundred years ago, vanilla was this very exotic thing. Oh, now yeah. to us, vanilla, that's boring. That's plain. Right. But it does smell good. Oh, yeah. And vanilla extract's great, everything like that, which is the other thing. Like, you can find it anywhere. Yeah. That's another one that's easy to find. You can find it in all kinds of, uh, especially 
You can find it in all kinds of ways to put into food mm -hmm. because, yeah, you get vanilla extract from the store. If you put too much in, probably the only thing that's going to happen to you is you're probably going to have an upset stomach. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Unless you're allergic to it, once again. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, then yeah, if you put too much in, yeah, you might have a little stomach upset. But for the most part, you're going to put enough into where it kind of gives a little bit of a it's hint of a taste. It's going to taste wrong well before well, it's going to hurt you. Well, that too, yeah. You're, you're going to probably spit it out. Yeah. But, you know, that's one of the reasons, like, it goes in cookies. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes in, it goes in bread. It goes in all kinds of stuff. Just because... It tastes good, yeah, and people like it. But yeah, I found that 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 also has a has a calming effect as well, uh, especially when I'm doing uh, just I'll put it on when I'm doing like the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram yeah. sometimes, and it's just a calming effect. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, some of my favorites, um, like I said, I love Spanish moss. Mm -hmm. um, I use it in protection spells. I also use oh, it to yeah. add the energy of the swamp into oh, that makes sense. spells. Um, I love the smell of dragon's blood. Oh yeah. Oh. Dragon's blood is a resin that comes from, uh, there's two different trees. It's mm -hmm. a, and it's called dragon's blood because it is a deep, dark red. Yeah, boy. Um, it's got a very musky smell mm -hmm. and I just, I love the smell of it. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I love lavender. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy using clover um, and peppermint in a yeah, lot of peppermint, well. Yeah, peppermint's good. Peppermint is good for both medicinal purposes and magical ones. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's nice to add to an incense yep. if you're going to make your own incense. Mm -hmm. um, it does smell like peppermint when it's burning. Right. It's just, and it also it's, energizes. Yes. That's the other thing. And it, it, it adds a cooling mm -hmm. feeling to things. Right. It's... So, uh, you know, for me, my, <laughs> one of the things in my whole makeup, of course, obviously, is I have the fire, I have a fire sign, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, using that, yeah, it, it, yeah. it energizes me right up, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So, I really, that's one of the reasons I really do believe that fall and winter, especially for me, are yeah. some of my favorite seasons, oh, yeah. because, oh, yeah, the peppermint's everywhere. Oh, I yeah, peppermint hot cocoa. Oh, man. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah. But, yeah, it's everywhere. So it's, and once again, another thing that, yeah, used to not necessarily be everywhere, now is everywhere. So yep. it's kind of nice. So, um, but, you know, uh, so, sorry. I'm no, you're fine. But the, <laughs> but the fun part about all of this is, one, you get to work with the earth, usually. Uh -huh. And... You can, like I said, I enjoy gardening. I've always, I've always enjoyed that. It's a lot of fun. So you can figure out, and that's that would be the other part. You figure out what certain plants will grow in your area, and also what plants you might need, like a greenhouse for, yep. or you might need to, like she said, you might need to actually send off for because, well, I can't get it here. Yep. That happens. And yep. Don't ever kick yourself if you can't find something necessarily right right there. Once again, we have a very, a very, very vast resource called the Internet for anybody that doesn't know. And you can get on there and, yeah, now, of course, once again, be careful because you don't know some of the quality of the items, potentially. Make sure when you're getting herbs online, you are getting them from a reputable dealer. Yeah. Because you want to make sure that when you're ordering oregano, that you're actually getting oregano. Right. You want to make sure that when you're ordering ver um, 
valerian, you're actually getting valerian root. Right. Um, you will know that you got valerian root if when you open it up, the entire house smells like feet. Pretty much. Yeah. It is the truth. Valerian root smells like feet. Right, which is why you want to keep it in a tightly sealed jar. Nobody but, use it as necessary. Yeah. But it's, you know, and, and some of them are like that. Some of them are just stuff that doesn't smell very good, but it works really great. Some of it smells great and works great, which is why it's been used for so long is because everybody likes having it around. Everybody likes having an herb garden, right, in yeah. the house because it smells good, usually. But, yeah, there's certain things that you're going to find that, and if you don't like them, that's okay, too. You know, go with what, uh, we've said it before, go with what, one, you enjoy, two, what works for you, and then every now and again branch out and find out. Because, like, for instance, yeah, the valerian root, yeah, it smells bad. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to open this very much. I'm not going to use it very much. But when I do, oh, man, look out. Here we go. Well, and so another thing that was very daunting to me when I first started studying herbalism from my mentor was I would go over to her house, and she had a wall that was head to foot, floor to ceiling, <laughs> wall to wall, jars of herbs. Yeah. Like, I have a wall like that in my house full of books. Right. She had that full of herbs, and it was daunting to see that much. Like, I was never, but you don't need that. Even the amount of herbs I have right. is a lot of herbs. True. Um, and I have friends, coven members, muggle friends, magical friends that are not in my coven, who will come to me for herbs because I do keep a lot of things and I keep them in stock. Right. Um, but you do not need a huge collection of herbs. You know, um, I recommend that a starting out herbalist starts with the things you can get at the grocery store. You probably already have a lot of these things in your spice cabinet. Right. In fact, I have many herbs that I keep in my spice cabinet and not with my herb stuff. Because, you know what, I'm going to use the time more for cooking than I'm going to use it for magic. I'm going to use it for magic. Yeah, garlic too. Um, so you'd be surprised, you know, you go, you've got thyme, you've got oregano, you've got basil, you've got salt, you've right. got pepper, you've got garlic. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning of a good herbalism collection. Yep. Um, and I <laughs> recommend that if you're trying to do a working that uses herbs, you may, even if you're using the Cunningham's Encyclopedia, you look something up, there may be 30 different herbs you can use for that working. Right. That doesn't mean you need to go buy every single one of nope. them. Nope. <laughs> You find the ones on that list that you already have and are, are capable of getting pretty easily. Right. And Instead then, of using all 30, you narrow it down to four or five. Right. And then start using them and see and which ones work best. Exactly. Yep. Every you know, time. Um, and, and work your way up from there. Right. Um, as a rule of thumb, if I need an herb for a working or for medicinal uses, and say I need half an ounce of it, I buy twice that. Yeah. As a rule of thumb, yeah. that's what I do. That way I have it in stock mm -hmm. for the next time I need it. Right. Plus, so here's the other part. When you're first starting out and you're doing all this, you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. It happens. Oh, yeah. So don't worry about that. Once again, it's called learning, and it's experience. Well, and another thing is that um, when you're storing herbs, they're almost always dry. Right. Um, there's a couple different ways to dry herbs. If they have stems, you can tie them together in sort of a bouquet, hang them upside down, let them dry that way. If they don't have stems, 
what I recommend is the basket method. So you take a basket, you put um, like a dish towel in it, you put your herbs in there, and then every day you kind of take that towel and you move the herbs around a little bit. A couple weeks, your herbs will be nice and dry, and then you can store them in a dry, uh, a dry airtight container. I like mason jars. Um, I'm a witch. We like jars. That is a stereotype for a reason. Yes. Um, so, but dried herbs last a long time, but they don't last forever. Right. Which is the other part. You know. Always uh, check your herbs. Always check your herbs. If they're starting to grow anything, mm -hmm. get rid of them. Yep. And a good example is a smelling herb, like peppermint or basil. It's got a scent to it. Mm -hmm. When that scent starts fading, yeah, it's bad. You don't want to use it anymore. Yep. Get more. Throw it out. So. And don't ever be afraid to throw out something that you bought and you didn't use all of it. That's okay. Yeah. Once again, you can get more, and then you also know, okay, this is how much I should get next time based on what I actually used. Not a problem. You may actually only use it once or twice, mm -hmm. and therefore you didn't have to get a whole lot of it. That's okay, too. Um, another w important thing to note is that in addition to marijuana, mm -hmm. there are other herbs that are illegal. Oh, yes. Check with your local city, county, state, country laws. Yes. yes. There's an herb that I use regularly called Damiana. Oh, okay. I love this herb. It is perfectly legal in the state Daniel and I live in. Right. It is illegal in 27 states. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's... 27 yeah. different states, it is illegal. Yeah. I do not travel with it. Right. Um, and if it becomes illegal in my state, I will dispose of it. Right. There are alternatives. For what I use it for, it is the best option I've got, and I, I really find it works well. But... Check with laws. Just because something's legal for me to use doesn't mean it's legal for you to use, and vice versa. And you know, like I have friends who live in Canada, it's perfectly legal for them to use marijuana for whatever they want. Right. Not and, for me. And the other part is, remember, it may not be legal to cross lines. Yes. So, you know, if you're trying to order online from somewhere, once again, look and see, okay, because if you get it shipped to you, then you've to, you've committed a crime. Yes. And that's obviously a bad thing. So don't do that either. And yeah, check. Yeah, it's easy to check. You, you can. You, there's multiple ways to check. Make sure that it's okay. And normally, if you really do have questions about the legality of something, contact a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I know they charge money. I get it. But it's better to have the legal answer from an expert in the law than to go. Ah, I know what I'm doing. Well, you may or may not. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to the specific prohibitions against herbs, you can usually Google that. Yes. Is Damiana legal in X state? Right. Is mar marijuana legal in X state? Mm -hmm. um, or country. Or country. Um, those are the two off the top of my head, but, um, you know, uh, nightshade. Yes. Nightshade is illegal in a lot of places. Right. Um, because it's a poison. Because it's a poison. Yeah, very There are safe poison. ways to use nightshade, and there are parts of the nightshade plant you can use, but I'm not going to talk about that because oh, it is very technical and very specific, and I cannot properly explain on a podcast how to correctly use nightshade. Right. Um, 
And also, don't assume something is something. There's, um, if without any fruit on it, yeah. it's very difficult to tell the difference between a nightshade plant and a tomato plant. Correct. Which... Until it fruits. It's like the flowers yeah. look the same. Yep. The leaves look the same because they're both nightshade plants. Yeah, they're in the same family. Yeah. It's just one is deadly nightshade and one is a tomato. You're right. Yep. Yeah. And it is perfectly safe to use every part of the tomato plant, but not every part of the deadly nightshade plant. Correct. So be careful with what you're using and make sure you know what you're harvesting and what you're using. Right. Which is just basic safety precautions as yep. we've talked about before. And therefore, yeah. Now, the the other major part, like to talk about, you probably already have most of the stuff mm -hmm. to start off, anyways. So yeah, get yourself a good book, like we talked about. Get yourself a good mentor, like we talked about. Uh, people that know what they're doing, people that are going to lead you down the uh, right way of using herbs and everything like that. And therefore, it's one of those you, yeah, you won't have problems. You'll. You'll actually have a lot of fun because it is. It is actually a lot of fun to figure out that oh, I don't have to take four pills of aspirin or, or whatever. I, I haven't taken aspirin in a long time, so don't quote me on that one. But it's one of those oh, hey, I don't. I just have to grind up a little bit of willow bark, pour it in here, put some honey and a couple other things to take the bitterness out, and I can drink this tea. And oh, okay, now I feel a lot better. Yeah. Without, and that's the other part. Without some of the side effects that come along, especially later on down the line for taking aspirin for long periods of time. Yeah. You take a little bit of willow bark, the willow bark usually won't have some of those side effects because it doesn't go through that industrialization process. So therefore, some of that's eliminated. Not all, once again, safety tip, not all. And, and specifically when we're talking about willow bark, I highly caution people to be careful yeah. because when you take a pill of aspirin, you know exactly how many milligrams Correct. of aspirin that is. That has been weighed and measured. Yep. Um, the amount of of the aspirin-like compound mm -hmm. in willow bark varies from plant to plant. Correct. Varies from harvest to harvest. Yep. And so you can't just say, oh, two teaspoons of willow bark is going <laughs> to be this many milligrams. Right. So you've got to be very careful. Right. Once again, be careful with what you're doing. It's the same thing with all of the magical practices. Be careful with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Just as much education as you can get on it, read. Mm -hmm. You know, find somebody who's well well versed in it and can teach it. And therefore, it's one of those, yeah, you'll, once again, you'll have a better time doing it and without a lot of the mistakes and everything like that, which, as we talked about, can potentially be deadly. Yes. And we don't want any of that for anybody that's listening to us, okay? Exactly. So, all right. Well, we've come to the basically the end for herbs. Let's see what we got coming up next time. We got candles and incense, which is a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So we talked a little bit about incense tonight, but we'll talk even more in depth about that, and especially what kind of incenses we're using when we are doing some of our magical stuff. Talk and a little bit about how candles. to make incense and right. candles yeah. and some of their uses. And how to infuse some of the candles with yeah. your intentions and everything like that. Oh yeah. So we'll talk all about that on the next show, which should should be like i said we've gotten on a pretty good schedule now to where we're doing at least one a week yeah we might try and do a little bit more than that sometimes but at least one a week is what we're getting to now and i think everybody's enjoying that we've got a lot of people downloading and listening we appreciate all of you thank you very much uh we have and if you've made it this far i'll let you know we have discussed potentially because pod beans come to us and discussed to us about doing some monetization ads on here 
So there is a potential that we will start doing that and therefore there might be an add or two added in here. Uh, if if you don't like that, well, you know, we've we've we finally built this thing to where they're asking, they're actually coming to us going, hey, you know, would yeah. you like to insert some ads? So, like I said, may just go with one, and yeah. we'll see how that works out. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're coming to us now, so we are going to certainly think about that and discuss that together, and we'll come to a decision on that. But I was just letting you all know. Obviously, there's no ads in this one. And there aren't any in the, any of the previous ones, therefore it's one of those you can just listen to us babble and rattle, yeah. ramble on like we do. But anyways, I've been Daniel. I've been Alex. And this is Magic with a K. We will catch you next time. Thanks, everybody.